The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. I got great news, guys. It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 news. Thanks, Yang. Hey, sports fans, Cam School with your sports good news and betting update. If you want an edge cappers, you need to get on the grid. Aaron Rodgers realizing the opportunity to be in another playoff race is getting harder and harder. For one, the Packers have missed the postseason the past two years, and Rodgers said today the 18th hole, quote-unquote, is coming up. He's realizing he can't play this game forever, and the opportunities don't come along very easily in the NFL. This he told ESPN's Rob Domofsky. Rodgers turning 36 this week and is four weeks away from completing his 15th NFL season. The two-time MVP realizing making the turn to his last portion of his career, the star quarterback has led the Packers to a 9-3 record and a one-game lead over Minnesota for the NFC North, but it seems like he's thinking about retirement here, but uh, let's not uh, pump the brakes so fast. It's been a disappointing season for the Cleveland Browns and Odell Beckham, but he still believes it both could be a good one at the end of it. The 5-7 and seven Browns now hold a very, very slim outside shot at making the playoffs, and OJ, OBJ just wants the team to get in there. In 2019, he's held to just 57 catches and 805 yards and more disappointing just two touchdown catches. The Jacksonville Jaguars have placed linebacker Miles Jack on the injured reserve today. He's battling a knee injury. And Bill Belichick tops Forbes' list of highest-paid coaches in U.S. sports with an average contract of $12 million. The New England Patriots coach claimed top spot on the Forbes list of the top 20 highest-paid coaches in U.S. college and pro sports. Greg Popovich and Pete Carroll the tied for second place. Doc Rivers and John Gruden for fourth. Sean Payton, sixth. Steve Kerr is seventh. Nick Saban, the top collegiate coach in the eight-hole. Dabo Sweeney and Clemson ranks number nine. And John Harbaugh and Coach K round out the top ten. They're tied. The 67-year-old Belichick is in the midst of his 45th season as an NFL head coach and 20th of the Patriots. NFL Thursday nighter tonight. Two desperate teams on the go. Should be a great one in the Windy City. Cold weather. Dallas heads to Chicago to meet the Bears. Chicago minus three total in this football game, 43 First half line, Dallas minus a half total 21. Former sports reporter Kelly Tennant has dropped her civil lawsuit against Sacramento Kings head coach Luke Walton. This according to ESPN. The ex-Spectrum Sportsnet LA host alleged Walton sexually assaulted her in 2014 when he was an assistant with the Golden State Warriors. That lawsuit was filed in April of 2019, and there is no sign the parties have reached a settlement in the lawsuit as well. Sacramento Kings, they're going to be without De'Aaron Fox longer than expected. He's going to miss another two to three weeks' time due to that left ankle sprain. Fox was averaging personal best in points with 18.4, along with seven assists and four rebounds in 32 minutes per contest for the Kings. Four games in the NBA tonight, 7 o'clock. We got Philly minus eight at Washington, total 235 there. 7.30 action, Denver minus nine and a half at New York, total 203. Houston and Toronto should be a good one here. Raptors minus two. 230 and a half is your total. Eight o'clock. We got Phoenix at New Orleans. The Pelicans minus four, 236. NCAA top 25 hoops tonight. Nine o'clock action. Furman at number 14, Auburn. The Auburn Tigers minus 12 and a half, 145. In baseball, the New York Mets have acquired outfielder Jake Marisnik from the Houston Astros for left handed pitcher Blake Taylor and outfielder Kennedy Corona today. Marazic hit 233 with 10 homers and 10 steals last season. Well, being an above-average defender in center field. That's something the Mets need. They need defense. The Seattle Mariners have traded catcher Omar Navarez to the Milwaukee Brewers for pitching prospect Adam Hill in a compensatory draft pick. Narvez posted a solid 813 OPS with 22 home runs across 132 games in 2019. Reports indicate the Angels and Tigers among teams interested in Josh Lindblom. The Blue Jays also pursuing him. He's attempting a comeback journey after he played in Korea. The suitors are lining up for the right-hander services. Hockey news, Colorado Avstar, Nathan McKinnon, one of the best players in the league, says he'll take less money again on an ex- in the next contract to help the Colorado Avalanche win a Stanley Cup. The Avs superstar is arguably the league's most underpaid player as he's owed only $6.3 million per season through 2022-23 after signing a seven-year deal worth over $44 million in 2016. He's currently third in the NHL with points with 44. NHL action tonight, busy Thursday. Seven games at seven. Chicago at Boston. Bruins minus 226. Colorado minus 15 cents at Montreal. Six and a half. Mini 
at Tampa. Lightning, 226 is your total. Vegas at the Islanders. Islanders, 20-cent favorites, 5.5. Arizona at Philly. Flyers, minus 155.5. San Jose at Carolina. Canes, minus 166.5. Rangers at Columbus. The Jackets laying 46 is your total. 8.30, we got Winnipeg at Dallas. Stars, minus 165.5. 9 o'clock, Buffalo at Calgary. Flames favorites, minus 160. Five and a half. Buffalo, Buffalo for you, Yang. And Patrick Reed at minus 12 leads the World Hero World Challenge in Bahamas. Gary Woodland in second place. Tiger Woods, a nice smooth 66 today. He is six shots off the pace. Remember, guys, to follow us on YouTube at the Sports Grid Network. It's the place for all your fantasy and sports wagering needs all the time. And follow us on Instagram at Sports Grid TV. I'm Cam Stewart, Gabe Morenci, host Red Heat and Rage today. We're going to have some fun today breaking down the NFL Monday Nighter and the gambling board. Hour one of Red Heat and Rage is on Sports Grid, and it's coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. A red heat and rage has begun. Get on the grid, sports grid. Now on Pluto TV, channel 517. I am Marenzi. We're throwing it down here in studio uh, 34 as I try to align my uh, very uh, bald head right under the S and the G. Uh, Note to self, put some tape uh, here moving forward. Uh, Raging redhead cam stored, situated right in the middle. What's up, Cam? Under the tea, Gabe. Under the tea. Yeah, I'm doing okay, buddy. It's uh, one of these days, more snow, uh, you know. Good. Hopefully the football game's good tonight. Hopefully uh, you made some money. Some ups and downs last night. Some good good, good calls and bad calls. The usual, you, did a, you had a really good night in the NBA, though, so congratulations, sir, for ripping it up in the association. I did pretty good in college, that late-night pick of UNLV. They got the job done there, so uh, that, was, that, was a, that was a nice cover. But uh, I didn't hit our over in that uh, basketball game, but hey. Another day, another board. No, we were a day late and a dollar short. Well, we were way off with the North Carolina game. I was very disappointed in the Tar Heels, how they got their ass handed to them, to be honest. Very disappointing uh, there. Game, eh, eh, I was sort of flirting with the total for a while. Didn't get there. You know what we did? It was it was a profitable night. You can't complain. Yep. It was much better in the NBA. We lost that hockey game, but it was one of those deals. We hit it at the book last night, don't forget. We jumped in on that under five in a Pittsburgh Penguins-St. Louis Blues game, and uh, they only got to three. So we've had a good, a pretty good uh, pretty good pulse of what's going on when it comes to in-game hockey, as you mentioned, a bunch of games tonight. But tonight it's about the National Football League, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Chicago Bears. A pretty cool NBA game uh, tonight. Houston Rockets against the defending Ooh. champion Toronto Raptors. Raptors, of course, coming off a loss, a rare home loss, their first home loss of the year actually, against the uh, the Miami Heat. Kyle Lowry was 2-for-18 in that game. It was his first game back. You yeah, often exactly. see that when the star players are gone. The team wins without them. The star player comes back. There's a little adjustment period. Uh, once again, everybody always then says, oh, maybe they were better without the star player, and look, they can't win now. And then inevitably, they're a much better team 10 days later. So, you know what? The, the Kyle Lowry will get into the groove uh, just at my core, I, I have to bet the Raptors tonight just because oh, for sure. I always I always call out Houston for being, you know, Houston. And to me, you have the ultimate sort of offensive team that doesn't do anything fundamentally right against an ultimate fundamental team. And when it comes to basketball, dude, fundamentals always beats Flash. I love the Van Fleet's comment, too. It'd be great if we all got uh, calls like James Harden did. <laughs> I like kind of it. A backhand compliment. I like it, too. Van Fleet's we'll planting the seat. Guys. Exactly. With the rest. Planting. <laughs> all right. Let's roll. Smart. Thursday Throwdown. Live from Studio 34. Bring it. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. 
Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Listen to this metal mat definitely in the house camp. Wow! Oh. Oh. This is what uh, this is definitely what whale capper listens to. The demonic sound yesterday through the pets. What is this like, Lamb of God? That's my guess. I have no idea. What is it, metal mat? <laughs> is, it, is it Lamb of God, Yang? No, nah, it's not Lamb of God. It's uh, something else. Uh, we tried this uh, other kind of like uh, playlist, and I thought you were, might like it. So. I had no beef with it, but I'd like an answer to what it is. He came. He never answers the question. I didn't ask. Very like, good. Yeah, I didn't ask Gordon where you got either. it from. I said, what's it called? I, I, I don't, I I don't tell, know the name. Can you tell us what product you purchased? Well, you know. It's, <laughs> you know well, <laughs> Something, man. It's called homicide, well, buddy. Homicide. Oh, it wasn't homicide. Now you're saying it's my button. Like now you're giving false answers. Like, yeah, hey, well, Capper, you don't need to commit crime, well, Capper. You're very successful. You went to Duke, but not that anyone ever went to Duke, never like committed a crime after, right? Excellent. What? Say, Richard Nixon? Is it Richard Nixon? Hey, uh, hey Duke. White, uh, white collar. White collar. Yeah, yeah, a lot of white collar. The good kind. Right. Uh, but I was going to say, yeah. yeah, if you're ever going to do anything, you could do it our boy Yang. He won't talk. Like we always say, like, if he gets Ooh, yeah. interrogated, like, he just changes the subject. Like, I asked him a simple question. He's in charge of the music. I said, what artist was that? Wow, you know, we have a new system and, like, blah, blah. And, and like, Asked him again more directly, didn't get an answer, and eventually you just give up. You're like, all right, this guy's frustrating us. <laughs> it's from the yeah. album Lethal Metal, and the, and the name of the song is called Homicide. All right. Loic Ganim. Oh. Who, who was the name of the band? Loic Ganim. Mm. All right. All right. I don't understand a word he's saying. That's definitely not made up. That's definitely not made up. I don't understand this stuff myself, but uh, we do our best, buddy. All right. All right. Good stuff, Yang. Thanks for the update. Uh, Hello, Yang. Whale Capper, thank you for joining us, uh, Whale Capper, uh, on this uh, this Thursday. The holiday season uh, near, nearly upon us. Uh, the uh, the playoffs nearly upon us. I was saying earlier in the week, it's amazing how fast the college football season went. And boom, we're into the conference boom. championship games already. Yeah, man. But uh, NFL into the final month, man. Um, you know, then, then there's three, then there's two, then there's one. These games matter. These games count specifically for the Dallas Cowboys tonight. They're playing for first place. They are playing for their lives. I don't think they can afford to lose another game from here on in. Honestly, the uh, especially that matchup in a couple of weeks against the uh, 
Eagles. That's going to decide the division. This is crazy. I can't believe that the Cowboys, as well as they've been playing on offense this season, as, as effective as they are in the passing game, Dak Prescott took a huge leap forward this season, and here they are 6-6. Six and six. I would hang all of this on the head coach. I think Jason Garrett is making lots of tactical mistakes in games that is costing them these close games. Uh, I thought that uh, their performance against the Bills was pretty sad and pathetic, although you got to give a ton of credit to the Bills. They were up that day last week, uh, and they played their hearts out. They were uh, spectacular. So uh, credit to the Bills. But, uh, yeah, Jason Garrett, I, I don't know how he gets to be the steward of this franchise for 10 years and underachieve year in, year out, and still get the, uh, still get the head coaching job. I mean, he's got the... He's got the right touch with the owner to keep himself employed. And, you know, that's half the battle, I guess. You know, you just got to make sure the people who are scratching out the checks are happy with uh, with everything. And, you know, so he's not uh, he's not be. stepping on toes, I guess. I don't know, man. There's yeah, there's problems. And if you look at their schedule, that New Orleans game was winnable. You remember he got all weird and oh, conservative yeah. in the New Orleans yeah. game. He ends up losing 12 10. That's a game. Yep. To me, the Jets game is the most unacceptable one of the year. Like, the Jets were beaten down. Like, you know, it was just, it was the perfect spot to get them. You know, it was like a Cowboy home game. Out of the 84,000 people there, there's probably about 60,000 Cowboy fans. They let it, you know, I got to believe, yeah, this is more of an 8-4 and team than a 6-16. and But you're right. Like, if you went down the list of things here and you said, all right, how's Dak Prescott playing this year? Great. And in fact, I saw a thing uh, written by Nate Silver in 538. Statistically, he was having one of the best seasons ever, <laughs> according yeah, to metrics incredible. and stuff. It'd be like, how's the offensive line playing this year? Actually, better than last year. You know, the old line's sort of <laughs> getting back on track. How's the defense doing? Oh, great. All of our young guys are flying around killing people. <laughs> You're right. Like, you go down, it's like, check, check. How's the secondary? Awesome. Better. <laughs> check. Zeke Elliott, not as explosive. Yet, you know, with the formula, yeah, you know what? With the formula that they have, they got to be better. I, you know, let's not forget about Callum Moore, man. He was supposed to be a big step up on. Um, he was supposed to be a big step up. He hasn't been. Yeah, you know, he he hasn't been on Linehan. Flash. And then flash. conversely, I've been. This has been my theme of the week. Jerry Jones, Jason Garrett's inept, but Jerry Jones is not helping the cause by making this such a circus, especially coming off a tough loss against the Patriots. I don't know what the hell Jones expected oh, yeah. from that game. Yeah. The yeah, fish rots from the head, man. We've known this forever. Like when you have organizational leadership, that is the likes of Jerry Jones. Uh, and he puts a guy in charge of your team of the likes of Jason Garrett. I don't know that you can expect anything different. This is uh, this is, I think going to continue to be a problem until they take, like legitimate organizational. It's a very Smithers, like Mr. They, Burns relationship. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It is. Oh, great. Call. Yes. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, like you might think at some point Smithers yeah, is going to say, screw you, Burns. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? You want, you think you can do a better job? You do it. Like one of those classic, like sitcom cartoon moments, Cam, that Jason Jarrett just goes, ah, oh, la-di-da, I'm Jerry Jones, right? And, like, just loses it and tells him, you effing coach the team. He did snap yeah, on I mean, Burns I think, once, and he went to yeah, that but, all-gay resort, but then he came back, Gabe. That's the problem. He always comes back to Mr. Yeah. Burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say, yeah, uh, Skinner, I, I no, that, no cameras allowed at his resort. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think Kellen Moore is getting a lot of the heat in a lot. He's kind of becoming a little bit of a scapegoat here. When I think largely his impact on this team and what he's done in terms of bringing them into a modern offense has been the correct direction. The problem is he has to answer to Garrett. He has to answer to Jones. Jones just scratched out a hundred million dollar check to Zeke Elliott. So. You know, they get into these end-of-game situations. Maybe the best example was the Vikings game. You guys might remember that because yes. it was in prime time. That one at yep. the very end of that game, they were moving the ball through the air. No problem. Mike Hughes, the defensive back for the Vikings, was a freaking liability. They couldn't they, – every pass they threw at his, in his direction was completed. They get down into crunch time. They're in the, they're in the red zone. All they got to do is score a touchdown and you win that game at home, even though you've been playing poorly that day. You still have a chance to win and they hand it off to Zeke. He gets stoned at the line. Offensive linemen don't look like they know their responsibilities. Everybody's looking at each other like, oh, I, we were running. I, I didn't know. 
Uh, if you had just go and target one more time what had been working all damn game, you win that game. And I, I, you know, I think there's lots of little indications of, oh, different people making calls and fingerprints. And, you know, there's not really like a true leader who is taking responsibility for the direction of the franchise, which is, you know, which is problematic. And, I, you know, I, I personally would like to see Kellen Moore get a shot anywhere else. Like, get him out of Dallas. Get him on some other team as an offensive coordinator because, like, the fundamentals of what he's doing, check all of the boxes for That's how a good you want an offense in today's NFL. And his but voice. It's not ever going to happen. It's not like his voice can be super heard either, right? Like, exactly. he's, like, behind. Exactly. Like, he's, like, yes. way behind Garrett in this. And Garrett's like, yeah, what can I do, kid? You know what? It's right. a, something that you said, too. And the Dallas Cowboys have been doing this for some reason is that whatever's been working for them, they get away from it. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, no. like you said, like they, it's, it's bizarro world. It's like, man, they're really carving it up through the air. And then they start running the ball. It's like, wow, Elliot's getting going. So they give the ball to Pollard six times in a row. Against <laughs> yeah, the Buffalo Bills, yeah. Zeke Elliott yeah. was actually getting going. I'm a Bill fan. I was like, damn, man, we got to slow this guy down a bit. Yeah, he oh, was boy. getting going. Stop giving him the ball. I was like, good, throw yeah. the ball on us. You can't throw on the Bills. They kept trying to throw on the Bills. It's amazing. It's like whatever's working, they go, you know what? Let's try to mix it up and get real cute here. I don't know, but it's been a common pattern, Will Capper. The Cleveland Browns gave you the blueprint of how you beat the Bills. That's all you had to do, and they couldn't couldn't pull it off. Uh, You're absolutely right. It's like the young... Uh, what's his name? Kellen Moore getting all this credit in the first three games, and then everybody's like, "Well, I deserve some credit too. Well, I'm going to put my fingerprints on." It's just a, it's just a poorly run organization from the top down. I don't see it changing anytime soon. All right, well, we'll jump into the game on the other side. We'll take a quick break. Me and Cam on the East Coast, Whale Capper in Paradise. Get on the grid. <laughs> NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, game time decisions continues. I'm Moretzi. Going to Dow with Cam Stewart, Raging Redhead. Of course, Whale Capper joins us uh, from uh, Los Angeles, California uh, right now. Thursday night uh, football, Dallas Cowboys and the Chicago Bears also. The Bears are also in a must-win uh, situation uh, tonight. Uh, the Bears' playoff uh, hopes are fainter than the Cowboys are, but they've won three of their last four football games we know they're not going to do it, uh, but, you know, this is a 12-win football team from last year. In their mind, they can finish 10-6. and six. They just need to run the table and let the chips where they, uh, they, they fall. But, you know, we were talking earlier about the Dallas Cowboys guys and about how the Cowboys check all these positive boxes, yet somehow they find themselves with a 6-6 six and six record. But it's, you look at the Bears... The Bears are also six and six, and they're screwed just because of the division that they're in. Right? It's like there's a lot of talk about NFL seeding, and I think it's an interesting conversation actually uh, to have. You just go with the best six teams. Yeah, I suppose everyone bitched about the NBA, but it's starting to happen in the NFL a lot now. So if the Cowboys win and they're in first place, Bears win tonight, they're still screwed. Right? But what's amazing to me, guys, is the Bears are six and six. I've won three of their last four football games and are still only three and nine against the spread. It's that's hard to do. Worst honey burners going. Yeah, yeah they're the worst, brutal. they're the worst team in the league against the spread. It's hard to believe. You think the Chargers would be, but the Bears uh, yeah. are three and nine ATS. <laughs> the, they're, they're, they're three and nine ATS, and the um the Chargers are three, seven, and two. So at least you got two pushes back with the Chargers. <laughs> No, no. Bears couldn't even yeah, cover the number the against David Blau. <laughs> That's David what I Blau, say. First ever career start on Thanksgiving, and they couldn't even cover the closing number. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, lucky to win the game. They were, if Matt Patricia's not the coach, they uh, they got a yeah. gift. It was a Thanksgiving <laughs> gift. 
It was. So the it spread was. is three. That is 43 and a half. It was, uh, mm. was 43. It goes up a half point earlier today. Weather's not really a major factor here, but, you know, Whale Capra, I remember you bringing this up years ago, and uh, you and I have discussed this about Chicago and the grass being a little bit thicker there. Mm. Slowing down mm. sort of speed-based teams is what the Bears like to do on that home field. What do you make of, uh, what do you make of this game tonight? Yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about that actually in my handicap here. I played the over mostly just to get oh, my. Uh, goes, so you, uh, yeah, so you're yeah, like, I, son I, of a bitch. I, I forgot, forgot my point from two years ago. Damn, damn. That was a good point. No, that was uh, that was the angle that I was super hot on for uh, the kick, kickoff game on thing, and, uh, opening day um, in uh, when it was Green Bay, uh, Chicago. Uh, and that one, what, what did we finish with on that one? Like 10 points at 13 points. That was one of the lowest scoring games we had all season. Um, but uh, in general, I, I recall at least this angle um, plays into um, much more early in the season is really when I remember seeing this manifest, which is why I kind of forget about it as we get later in the season. Uh, at, by this time, the grass is so beaten down that there's just there's not much of an effect at all in red, at, at all really anymore. Um, and in general, the um, uh, the players by this time in the season are feeling a lot of the wear and tear of playing all of this point. And so even like speed teams and everything, it's a little bit tougher to distinguish, you know, who's really benefiting or, or getting hurt by, uh, by speed once you get to December, which is why, you know, defenses tend to matter more this time of season. And, uh, and you see, uh, you see a lot of games decided, you know, by field goals and kicking game and, you know, small things as opposed to, uh, you know, track meets and blowouts and stuff like that. But, all that said, I like the over here because this, this is a really low number for a team with the, in Dallas that is, as we just talked about, is playing uh, exceptionally well offensively this season. Uh, I think that uh, the Bears defense, were they to get a full healthy uh, complement of their D-line back in this game, namely Akeem Hicks, if he was available, then I would say, you know, stay away from this total. This looks like a top 10 defense coming to play. This is going to be quite hard for you. But uh, they can put two two people on Khalil Mack. They can generate some some ground in the running game, uh, and I think there's opportunity to pick on the secondary if you're passing away from uh, from um, from Kyle Fuller. So this is uh, an opportunity, I think, for the Dallas offense to get you know get their legs under them a little bit to get a little bit more uh, aggressive and, and explosive. And um, I actually think the Dallas defense is performing quite poorly this season. Uh, I think their tackling is a, a huge issue. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see the Bears go score for score with them uh, through the first couple of quarters. And, you know, a total that's as low as 43 when you have an offense that's as dynamic as the Cowboys. That's pretty much I'm only looking for an over, and then I'm walking that back if I find specific matchup disadvantages that I think, uh, you know, might they might be able to be limited, like what we talked about with the Bills last week. Yeah, uh, I don't and think it's weird. Bears team yeah, is anywhere near as good. It's weird as you stated, the Cowboys defense, yeah, they've been in a little bit of a free fall the last three, four weeks. Yeah, this this is the stat, guys, that'll blow people's mind. And it's almost unbelievable, like, that this would be the case 12 games in. The Dallas Cowboys are 0-6 this year in games in which they don't score 31 or more points. <laughs> Wow. Oh my gosh. Crazy. Unbelievable. No, no, I know you think you think like no, no, like that's that'd be the okay. Chiefs or that'd be like you know whatever. Look at their wins. Giants 35-17. Redskins 31-21. Miami 31-6. Philadelphia 37-10. Giants 37-18. Detroit 35-27. Those wow. are their wins. <clears throat> Their losses, they Jeez. scored 10 points, 24 points, 22 points, 24 <laughs> points, 9 points, and 15 points. Yeah, it's just, that's you know crazy. What? That's like, <laughs> that's not a good look, right? Like, yeah, yeah, guys, we're 0-6 <laughs> no. if we don't no. score 31 or more yeah. points. And, and then you ask I, yourself, I, I said this last week against Buffalo. I don't want to <laughs> simplify it, but I said, guys, are the Cowboys scored 31 points against the Bills? No. Are they scoring 31 points yeah. tonight against the Bears? But... This has got to be a weird anomaly, Cam. Like, this can't go on like this. No, I don't think so. And, and another point that I'm going to bring bring to the table is the kicking game. It's something that has to be mm. talked about. Mahar Gabe, who used to be the best Canadian Football League kicker, he's got the yips all of a sudden. He's scared. Uh, yeah. he can't, you saw some of the misses. Pinheiro's been up and down 
all season long. They have no faith in lining him up for kicks. We're going to have teams go for a lot of fourth downs. Crazy stuff is going to happen in this game due to the kicking inconfidence. These coaches don't have uh, confidence in these guys. And, and I'll tell you something. If it's a fourth and two and a fourth and three, instead of going for a kick, don't be surprised, especially in Chicago, how hard it is to kick field goals in that stadium. How, uh, I think we're going to have a lot more aggressive play, and I think that's going to play into the total as well. You both suck. I hate you. Um, I never give unders. I always lose when I give unders. I gave an under on a FanDuel video already. Now, both Uh-oh. of you, you guys are calling this like it's, it's you think it's the Rams and Chiefs play. Kevin Wilcapper think it's the Rams and Chiefs from Monday Night Football last year. I got I got a gem for you, man. Uh, it, based on that stat, you told us uh, the Cowboys can only win if they score 31 points. If they want to win this game, they better score some points. Ugh. I got that's that's a that, that, that is a stone cold lock. Uh, if the Cowboys don't score, they're not going to win. Um, in seriousness, though, uh, I think uh, because you have a balanced attack, uh, because the Bears are a little bit limited with how, what they can do as far as putting pressure on Dak, I do see a, a scenario here where you're going to get some pretty good sustained drives for the Cowboys, which means the Bears. You know, like like Cam said. Uh, if, uh, you know, there's going to be some risk taking, there's going to be some going for, uh, going for it on fourth and short, that kind of coin flip can go either way. Either that kills yep. drives and no points are scored, uh, or it, uh, gives you more touchdowns and field goals, which, uh, which goes in favor of the over. So it's a little bit of a coin flip in that regard, but, uh, I do think with the balanced approach that, uh, that the Cowboys have on offense. They can set the tone. They can uh, play from ahead. And uh, the Bears in the defense, they're going to have to take chances. They're going to have to go for the picks. They're going to have to try to create for, you know, forced turnovers, forced fumbles. They're good at that. Uh, if they can do that, they can stay in this game. I think the line at three is pretty spot on. Uh, if it was two and a half, I'd probably be getting more involved in Dallas here. But uh, I do think this is a, a good score for score entertaining game. I mean, we're due for an entertaining Cowboys game. The last couple of that have been on TV have been you know, kind of stinkers unless you had, well, uh, unless entertaining. You had the on Thanksgiving. Entertaining <laughs> yeah. in the sense that basically it's like watching two men fight that are on death row and want, they're fighting for a pardon. <laughs> yeah. And not not yeah, even like a, a full pardon yeah. for a week. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, yeah. listen, one of yeah. you that can dodge it is like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, so Baltimore, and I'm looking at the... You can go to Will, Will Copper's real cool. He just puts up his projections on Twitter. He got uh, Baltimore. He said, well, Copper's bringing nothing but good news. Uh, Baltimore 25, Buffalo 19. Ooh, ooh that's six points right when it spreads five and a half. I like your Close. score. You have the Close. wrong team winning. <laughs> wrong team winning. Actually, I, Just I, for I the record, I want you to know this. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this yeah. is going to have to go into the whale Copper algorithm, all right? Put this oh, in the yeah, Duke uh, scholarship. <laughs> Doug Flutie returns to Buffalo for the first oh. time in 20 years. He's the Damn guest it. of honor. He hasn't been back oh, in 20 years, man. but bloody got screwed over. It's a special oh. year in Buffalo. We've invited him back. Flutie flakes on sale at the game. He's signing autographs. <laughs> He's the halftime legend of uh, honor. You're messing with magic. Doug Flutie. Damn. I had no idea this was the Doug Flutie squash the beef game. Damn it. I know. Uh, it's just that little I mean, twinkle no you find out. Huh? <laughs> the Doug Flutie squash bury the, the hatchet game. game? Yeah, yeah, I had yeah. no clue. Damn it. Um, I will say this. I, I, let's give the Bills a little bit more, a little more shine here. Uh, I, if I was to take a side in this one, even though I'm projecting six points, I'm not backing the Ravens. I'm not betting this team right now in this spot. This is the Bills are effectively Ravens light. They're yes. Ravens junior. They're running the same kind of dynamic, very difficult to read, very difficult to stop. They can hit you with multiple looks. Your their quarterback can run run it down your throat. He's big, he's athletic. Like they, the Bills are not to be, you know, taken lightly at all. And all right, hang in here, Will Capper. McDermott is doing it as coach. Hang in here. We'll we'll take a quick break. We'll cut back a couple of NFL picks. We'll see what Will Capper thinks about the NBA card tonight. 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Game time decisions continues. I am Marenzi, the Ranger Redhead Cam Stewart uh, with us. We'll keep Will Capper for a couple of more minutes. He's a busy man. Uh, as you can see, he's joining us from beautiful California. So, yeah, you see, you know, you're right, Will Capper. The Bills and the Ravens are very similar to football teams in their dynamic. Um, Josh Allen starting to get a little bit of praise, but still not, you know, that was his coming out party. I predicted the Bills were going to win. I said it would be his coming out party. It was actually the most viewed Thanksgiving game in like 23 years or something. 32 million people. And he got a new fan in Victor Newman of the Young and the Restless. Victor Newman tweeted Eric Braden during the day, the game. Never seen Josh, never heard of Josh Allen before today. Damn good. So now uh, we welcome Victor Newman, a Young and the Restless, onto the bandwagon. But all the rushing yards that Lamar Jackson has put up. Josh Allen's right there. He's got eight rushing touchdowns, only 700 yards. Josh Allen joined, like, Steve McNair, Michael Vick, and Colin Kaepernick. I think his guys that rushed for the most yards in their first couple of seasons, uh, actually, two years. He's just not really getting the accolades for it. I, once again, I could be wrong. Listen, I'm a Bills fan, but I look at it like you got a smoking hot team. They're completely equal, in my opinion. I think Buffalo's home field is being a little bit undervalued here. You're getting five and a half points with the best team in the NFL against the spread at eight, three and one against the spread. That's crazy. God, it's good. This is going to be a great game. I cannot watch, oh, yeah. to watch this. Uh, Big I, time. Again, like that's what makes this. And makes sorry, Whale Capper. And how about this? The <laughs> Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Bills beat the Baltimore Ravens. Kansas City Chiefs beat the Patriots. There's a first-place tie in the AFC East suddenly. Been Ooh, like 18 man. years since you can say that. Ooh, man. And they got one more head-to-head, too. Yes, sir. Top, bro, but that still is going to be damn close. It's going to be damn tight. Uh, guys, um, if the, I guess, and I know uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but if the Bills, it's crazy. If the Bills win out, and if the Bills can win the next four games, and the Patriots lose to the Chiefs, the Bills will be the one seed in the AFC. I'm just stating. Wow. Buffalo are like the Georgia Bulldogs, Cam. You know, people aren't talking about them, but they control everything still. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll tell I you this. I'll, I don't. I can't. <laughs> I can't find an edge in this one. It's way tight. Uh, but I will give you. There are the two. There are two situational factors that um, are on the side of Buffalo, which is what is keeping me off of Baltimore. Really, number one. This is kind of a tough spot in the schedule for for Baltimore. They've had this stretch of very tough games going on like six, seven weeks. They've been playing the toughest teams across the NFL. And now they were not expecting the Bills to be, you know, this amazingly difficult tough, you know, team that they were going to have to face at the end of this stretch. That may catch them a little by surprise. Also, Baltimore has um, a short week playing the, Jet, the Jets next week. So to a degree... Even, you know, if they have a lead, they got to take their foot off the gas a little bit, get their guys some rest because they got this, they had a short turnaround to play the Jets. So that could open the back door for, uh, for the Buffalo Bills to get the cover. Um, also, it was worth noting, Bills get extra rest here. Like people are expecting like, oh, they just played their Super Bowl on Thanksgiving and now they're going to have a letdown. I would look at it much more as they have a great coaching staff. They've had 10 days to prepare for this game. They're going to have an approach dialed in uh, to take advantage of where you can attack the Baltimore Ravens. And I'm excited to see them try to do it. Um, I, I only want to bring up one other point before we move off this game. How crazy is it that this time last year, there was so much, I mean, I, and I, the all off season, who were the top two quarterbacks picked in last year's draft? Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. Yeah. Right. Everyone was yeah. like future of the league right there. Brett Brown's in your jets, future of the league. Right. And lo and behold, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson have clearly emerged as the best quarterbacks out of that draft class. That's, that is not an accident. It is 100% 
due to the fact that you have to, to have a successful quarterback, you need two things. You need to draft someone with talent, and then you need to have a coaching staff that can develop them. They can make the, make the most out of their strengths, and you need to have a front office that can put pieces around them that accentuate what they're good at. And both yep. Baltimore and Buffalo have done that, and neither Cleveland nor the Jets have. I think this is that everything that you're seeing playing out with these young quarterbacks, these four, is like a perfect example of like how to run your franchise and how not to. And Greg Roman uh, and Brian Dable. Yep. It's crazy. Yes, they changed everything. It's it's, Baltimore basically yes. says, we're going to draft you to change our team. We are going to be different. We're going to do everything this way. And they bought into it and it's working. And I'll tell you one thing, Whale Capper. Gabe and I were doing uh, shows back at the Toronto studios before. And when me and him were talking on tape, said Lamar Jackson would be a steal at that price. We were actually surprised at the other quarterbacks. Remember, Morency? When we were talking, we said, Lamar Jackson, he was good. He was lightning fast in college. I just didn't know. The only problem is his accuracy has improved like 50-fold. Like I was makes, always a big all uh, the throws now. I was a big, Lamar, a big Lamar fan. Jackson I wanted uh, yeah. Buffalo to draft Lamar Jackson, actually. Yep. Uh, before, but I wanted <laughs> Buffalo to draft Deshaun Watson, too. I've seen the, the, the change into the modern quarterback. Yep. And, you know, for me at least... I would way rather have a Mahomes, a Josh Allen, a a Lamar Jackson, even a Kyler yeah. Murray than a Sam Darnold type. To me, the six foot yeah. three, six foot four guy that throws, it's as soon as the line breaks down, those quarterbacks are screwed. Baker Mayfield's got his own yeah. issues as well. Baker's just not athletic enough. He got hyped into the role. And Cleveland, like you said, <laughs> bad organizations will do stupid things, and you're totally right. If Baker Mayfield was with Greg Roman or if he was with Brian Dable, his career would be way better off than he was with a yes man. But ironically enough, Baker Mayfield pushed mm-hmm. to get the yes man around him, right? So it's funny uh, how that yeah. works out. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you know, that it, and then, you know, they've, Baker Mayfield has had two head coaches and what, three offensive coordinators at this point. And uh, Sam Darnold has had two head coaches in a couple of different systems. Uh, meanwhile, the Baltimore Ravens have specifically crafted everything to develop this kid, to make him, you know, the, you know, the most uh, uh, dangerous weapon that they, that we see across the entire NFL. Lamar Jackson is unbelievable. And uh, I, you know, this is going to be a hell of a game on, on Sunday. And you know, I, I agree with you. You go Mahomes, you go Lamar Jackson, you have to start thinking about putting uh, Josh Allen in that conversation with who do you want to start your franchise with across the NFL young quarterbacks. All right, Cam, you have an NFL game you want to throw out and then we'll get to the NBA and get them out of here. Yeah, tough one, Will Capper. I want you to talk about Seahawks-Rams. Uh, late game, a very Ooh. tight game. Rams look fantastic against uh, the Cardinals. Wish I went harder on it, but due to their play, Seattle coming off that big win. Rams laying 147. What do you got, Will Capper? Should be a tight one. It's going to be great. I back the Rams, but it's a real weak position for me. Uh, this is just sort of... I know I, I see an edge. I see I would I would make the, these two teams pretty compatible in terms of talent, pretty compatible in terms of how they're playing right now. Obviously, Russell Wilson's better quarterback than Jared Goff, but uh, I think that the weapons around Jared Goff are much more dangerous than the weapons around uh, Russell Wilson. So I think this is a pretty even you know even match on a neutral field. We've seen these two teams play each other extremely tight throughout the entirety of the McVay Russell Wilson era. These two guys, as long as they've been, you know, as long as they've gone head to head, these games are always kind of decided at the last minute. Uh, I think the fact that you have a, you know, a fully healthy squad coming in here for the Rams, the fact that they have uh, some differentiating factors on defense now that they didn't have the last time they played the uh, the Seahawks, this sets up pretty well for the Rams to get a little bit of uh, a little bit of revenge for the uh, missed field goal lost game on Thursday Night Football earlier in the season. Uh, I would have made this line Rams by three. Uh, and uh, I took them on the money line when it was uh, about a pick them. I still think there's a little bit of value on the money line for the Rams. And I think the, uh, that in general, uh, the Seahawks are a, a spectacular team. They may end up coming out of the NFC because I think they clearly have the best quarterback. Um, but uh, their coaching, I believe, is holding them back. I really do not like what they're doing early in games, leaning on the running game running guys into, you know, stack boxes and getting one yard, conceding downs. They're putting a ton of pressure on Russell Wilson to come back in these games where they are clearly the better team and they should be playing from ahead. 
Uh, and uh, I worry a little bit that uh, coaching is going to cost them come the playoffs. But uh, I, you know, the Seahawks are set up to do well in January with the quarterback that they have. It's just a matter of uh, if they can get some of these close wins here down the home stretch to get the one seed or the two seed, or if they're going to be playing on the road. You know, it's crazy. Well, Capper, I got. Um... I lost a uh, $500 bet to Whale Capper. Uh, I said, Carolina's going to win. He disagreed. It got heated. We said, let's put our money where our mouth is. And poor Whale Capper sort of got pulled into a $500 bet that he won. I was sick. They were six and two, and they fell apart. I was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the same thing happened to me this year. This time was the other way around. I was minding my old business on the show in the morning. And Joe and Ari and uh, the Prez from Wager Talk start arguing yeah. <laughs> about the Giants, about how many right. games the Giants are going to win. And they're like, yeah, why don't you put your money where your mouth is? It was getting all heated. They're like, $500, let's go. <laughs> and then the Prez starts going, and the Seahawks are going to suck too. And I couldn't help it. I'm like, the Seahawks will not suck. That's what I, I jumped in. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, you want to get a piece of this? I said, yeah, let's go. So I actually won 500 back. I got it back. It's a year later. It's someone else. I got it back, though. Yeah, I have future 500 back. I still owe $500 for that steak dinner, Gabe. Maybe you can cover me. No, no, he didn't bring it up, actually, because at first I didn't like it. He goes, oh. He goes, Ranieri's going to lose, you know, deal with Ranieri. I'm like, I didn't bet with Ranieri. Like, no, 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 no. Like, you know what I mean? So I sent him my PayPal. Oh, that's great. I sent him oh, my PayPal. Great. He actually responded. He said, yeah, 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 I'm sending it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, once that's dealt with, it's all good. All right, before we get you out of here, Whale Capper. Yeah. Raptors Rockets tonight. This is a great bet on. Yep. Big, big Ooh, time. Uh, big, yeah, Raptors, big time game. Raptors, Raptors. Raptors exceeding my expectations more than any team in the NBA. They are freaking awesome. I Nick Nurse is an amazing coach. They have brought Pascal Siakam along to superstar level faster than I ever thought would be possible for a big man. Uh, they are getting ex- outstanding play from all of their role players. I didn't get involved in this pregame because the way that Kyle Lowry kind of disrupted things. Yeah, I know. I talked about that. Was a little, that, they, that was a little concerning. I'd like to see them play this first He can't half. go I two have. for 18 again, Whale Capper. He was right? two for he 18. Right? <laughs> he can't. He was, was he 0 and 11 from three? It was something. I don't know why like someone that. didn't and, tell him, yo, bro, uh, stop yeah. shooting so much. You know I mean? like, yeah, just play defense. Get, just get your legs under you. Play defense. You are not in game shape. Do not be shooting threes. Like, yeah, I, I, don't, know what, I don't know what the plan was there. That was a little, uh, a little concerning. Uh, I would like to see... Uh, I'd like to see the first half of this game play out. My fingers are crossed that the Rockets come out a little bit of momentum, a little bit hot, uh, and have like a medium-sized lead at halftime because I am queued up to wallop this uh, Raptors second half here. The Rockets are fading late in games. They are relying way too much on Harden to make offense for them late in games. If this is a close game at all down the stretch, Russell Russell Westbrook is a huge liability on the floor. I don't know if you saw the end of that Clippers game where Paul George was basically like, shoot a three, I dare you. I'm going to go right onto the floor where I know the rebound will land when you miss. And of course, that is exactly what happened. Russell Westbrook is a legitimate liability on the floor late in games for the Rockets. Mike D'Antoni doesn't have an idea of how to you know, improve things and you know, fix his offense. He can only rely on uh, James Harden to create. And so they played two overtimes. Uh, against the the Spurs a couple of days ago, I think that uh, as this game goes on, the Rockets fade. The Rockets come you know come back to earth here. So I'm going to be looking for an opportunity if uh, if we see Raptors in the plus money range. If the Raptors get to like say plus 120, plus 150 at all during the uh, first half of this game or at halftime, I'm firing. They're going to win this game. Let's go Raptors. Whale Capper. Yeah. Find him on Twitter. Whale underscore Capper. Check out his podcast, his videos. Looking sharp as always. And you get some real uh, great analysis as well. Thanks, Whale Capper. Hey, take care. Best luck, guys. Great Bye. stuff with Whale Capper today. All right, we still have another hour to come. Me and Cam will jump in at all the games. 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Unbelievable. Colin Kaepernick uh, didn't get a gig in the NFL, but one of the wide receivers that he brought uh, with him did. <laughs> That's amazing. It's amazing that, uh, and you know what's crazy too? Like, say what you will about Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick paid this kid to come, and he paid um, he paid for him to get there as well, and the guy ends up getting an NFL job. So Kaepernick gets somebody else a job, uh, but he's on the outside. Uh, looking in the irony uh, of it all. Um, all right, I'm seeing something here. Uh, crazy, crazy playoff scenarios, and this is some crazy ass stuff here, right here. That the chances of this happening are very slim. But you know, Cam, the NFC East is so bad. The Washington Redskins are not eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> They're three and nine. And they can actually win. Yeah, yeah, they can actually win. If the Redskins win out, they can win a division. They can win a division. (laughs) That's brutal. All right, so listen, the Redskins would have to beat the Green Bay Packers, Philadelphia Eagles, New York Giants, and Dallas Cowboys. Possibly. The Green Bay game will knock them out. Yeah, but Washington would also need Dallas to lose every game. Yeah. Which, you know what? If Dallas lose tonight, they'll lose the rest of the games. They're going to completely fall apart if they lose tonight. And you know what? They play the Bears tonight. They host the Rams next week. That's no party. (laughs) Ooh, no, not fun. Uh, Then they're at at Philadelphia and at the Redskins. (laughs) I'm with you, though. I don't care about the divisions. After a debacle like this, no team with a below 500 record, like if this is going to happen, should uh, get to host the playoff game. You said it, Gabe. Even if you get in, like you can't get a better seed than a team that has a better record. They need to talk about this. It's actually not just stupid. It's unfair and wrong. Personally, I don't even think they should be in the playoffs. How about are the Giants that they're, they're already actually eliminated and Washington are not? Brutal. Good job, Shermer. You've done a great job, Coach. All right, Cam, we'll get us caught up to date, and we'll uh, jump into tonight's card. We'll go uh, game by game throughout the board.